Hey guys, this is Pastor Elijah, and I'm here with my good buddy Rob Harsting, and we are doing our World Crisis Chronicles. Yes, finally doing the World Crisis Chronicles. It's we keep talking about it, and, and finally now we get to do it. I don't know what, what what's been going on, man. It's like it's it's like been a busy time for us, right? Absolutely, it, and um, it's 2020, so you know there's been a lot going on for a lot of people, and uh, whether it's the pandemic or other things it's uh been interesting yeah very interesting but so we finally get to do this uh you know we've done one show but we just want to let you guys know that we are gonna we are gonna continue to do this this is something that we're gonna do we want to i don't know we've been talking about doing it weekly well we first out start talking about doing it monthly but uh i'd rather do it weekly so um be in prayer about that for us because uh, we want to do this and we have a lot of stuff uh in the um in the works with some uh some ideas of uh, some interviews that we want to do. So um, keep us in prayer as we uh, move along with this, and uh, it'll be fun. All right. So I heard you say weekly. Are you trying? Is that a challenge? That's a challenge, man. <laughs> yeah, y'all. Pray, pray for Pastor Elijah. You know what I mean? Dang, this guy, he's got a lot going on, but uh, hopefully, we, like I said, weekly we can get this done. So just, uh, like, again, just keep us in prayer because we would, we would love to do this because, uh, man, it's fun, isn't it? It is. It is fun. Um, and I'm blessed to be here today, man. It, it took a little bit of um, time and motivation from Rob just always pressing me. But here I am and we are here. So let's get into this. Yeah, go for it, man. All right. So one of the things I uh, wanted to discuss is just uh, having a biblical worldview when it comes to a lot of the issues that are going on today. I think um, when you look at the election, there's a lot of people who are fighting in-house. And when I say in-house, I mean by the church. Um, there's also, you know, whatever political side they fall on, um, seems like there's a little bit of a war going on, you know, Um with who to vote for and all these things. I know the election is over, but the war is still going on. Yeah, it's true. That's right. Not yet. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but what would you say to the Christians who are fighting over politics? And maybe we could talk about some of the major issues that um, divide yeah. us. And I think a lot of it, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of it just stems from your um, personal beliefs and, uh, and what you believe. Like uh, what I, what I mean by that is, um, you know, a lot of people look at, look at it from a tax break standpoint or this, um, this healthcare standpoint. But as a Christian, um, I look at it as who is going to, who's going to stand up for Israel. Mm. That's important to me. Yeah. Like, like I don't, the, the, the healthcare and all that stuff is, you know, that's important to me too. But I just think that, um, I just think if you look at if you look at the landscape of, of how it is, people are fighting be, because of these things. But, um, yeah, God, God, and God tears, God builds kings up and He tears kings down. And what I what what I'm saying is is you know it doesn't matter if Biden's in, it doesn't matter if Trump's in, it doesn't matter if Elijah's president or That's I'm right. president or someone else. I'll never be president. Me I'm neither. Like, I'll never run. No, I'm not smart enough. But anyways, <laughs> um, it doesn't matter who is going to be president because. God is still on the throne. Absolutely. And he's in control. So God is going to build these people up and God's going to tear them down. Absolutely. And it's interesting because I've been watching um, kind of closely some of the, not necessarily the election stuff, because that can, 
a lot of people have turned their TVs off. They turned off the media. They disconnected from social media because it's, it can be depressing. And I get it because there's so much going on and, um, and, it, and we're allowing it to affect our lives in a negative way. But one thing I have been paying attention to is what some of the mainstream Christians are saying, like a lot of the Christian rappers, Christian yeah. um, worship leaders, which are pretty silent when it comes to them compared to the rappers and right. some of the church leaders are saying, and people fall on um, different, I guess, different ends of the spectrum. Um, like you said, there's Israel and Israel is a very important um, issue, I think, because when you look at the word of God, it says, uh, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And I think that um, we should be pro-Israel just because, just simply because God is pro-Israel. Right. And it's not that we support everything that they do politically, but we support the nation, the right for them to have a nation. And we understand that they're God's people. And there'll come a time where God will fulfill those promises to Israel. And he'll also, um, you know, um, deal with them again in, in these last days. But um, that's a that's a big issue. Um, you have things like abortion and abortion kind of deserves its own show. Yeah, well, those are the two. The, yeah, those yeah. are the two main things that a Christian, at least this Christian that's sitting here talking right now is important to me. And but I think getting back to what you were saying, you know, these people are fighting and, you know, uh, it's because I I. I I think a lot of it is just it's their views. It's how they view things. You know, there's a lot of people that said, I mean, if, if you if, if you want to laugh real quick, um, the other day when Biden was talking about um, uh, what was he, he Psalms, was, yeah, he said the palmist and he said it twice. And I'm just like, guy, come on. The P is silent. Yeah. Not the S, you know, but yeah. but not to not to not to pick on Biden but I just thought it was like come on if you're going to claim to be a believer in Jesus Christ and this is why you hear me say a lot of it even uh, on the uh, cross eye bible study podcast you know I say more of um a believer you're a believer in Jesus Christ uh, or you're a follower of Jesus Christ because many people are going to claim that they're Christians and especially if you if you look at the uh if you look at how the politics are done you know they want to play to everybody's string yeah. you want to you want to you know you want to reach out to the to the community that has this you want to reach out to the community that has this and then oh well what about the evangelicals man we have to get to them so let's mention god a few times and, right. and so we can get their vote and um you know the bible says that you will know them by the fruit that they bear if there's no fruit on that tree jack done absolutely i agree um and and, and the interesting thing is you know, we talk about these specific issues and Christians seem to be divided on this. And this is why we have to vote, vote biblically. And when we talk about voting biblically, what we're saying is vote from a biblical viewpoint, which yeah. means you see things through the lens of Scripture. So we should look at issues like abortion and um, how they had how they stand with Israel and um, even even traditional marriage. We should look at these things and look at what the Bible says about them and then figure out. How should we, who should we stand with? And I, I look at it like this, man. There, you know, you kind of mentioned Biden and <laughs> talking about the, the psalmist. And I know they have people, people have criticized Donald Trump for holding the Bible upside down or right. using bad language. But when it comes to an elected official, we're not specifically voting for a person. I think that's where people get confused. You know, they vote for people. What they need to vote for is policy because sure. policy is, is what's going to affect us. Like you look at what a person is doing, not how they look or what they're saying. 
And I remember being in um, high school when they were actually teaching government. And, and I think our teacher talked about the debate between Kennedy and uh, I think it was Nixon mm-hmm. at the time. And yeah, yeah. Um, they said the people who listened to it thought Nixon won. But the people who watched it thought that um, Kennedy won, John F. Kennedy won, because the appearance. But what we need to do is be good listeners of what people are saying. But we got to go beyond that in this day and age and look at what people are doing. Yeah. And, you know, we uh, we live here in California, so pray for us. Yes. But, um, you know, you, you look at a lot of these cities um, and, and, you know, I, I'm just going to say they're Democratic run so far. The ones I've seen, Michigan, yeah. Colorado, yeah. Oregon, Washington, yep. California, mm-hmm. New York. Um, you know, these these religious liberties are being attacked. And, and, yeah. and Cuomo just came out in New York and was really against all the, you know, any religions gathering and all the stuff. And it went to the Supreme Court yeah. and the newly... Uh, the newly elected uh, judge, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, struck it down. Did you see that? Like she struck it down yeah, and said, no, that you, they can meet. Yeah. And, and and praise God for that. And we see that um, if you look at what she's doing, it's a perfect, perfect representation of why um, we tend to vote the way that we vote. And I would never tell someone who to vote for, but I'll tell you how to vote. I'll tell you, you need to vote biblically. So, <laughs> you know, one thing, uh, Elijah, while we're on that is you posted something. Um, I, it was either after the election. Um, it was either after the election or maybe just a couple of weeks ago, you posted something on your Twitter account where everybody was attacking you about um, voting biblically because <laughs> you had talked about uh, how we should, uh, you know, as Christians, we should vote. And people were saying, well, we're not of this world, so yeah. we shouldn't vote. Talk on that because, man, you thought it was controversial, and I thought it was pretty awesome. I was like, one, I was getting yeah, flames I and 100s. I tend to um, post controversial stuff. And, and, and it's crazy because there's some people who think that, you know, we're not of this world and we don't need to vote. And I think when you look at the scripture, Jesus isn't talking about not being a part of I mean, he says, like, we're in the world, but not of the world. Like, our world is not, this is not our home. But um, he's not talking about just separate yourself in the sense that we physically walk away from um, everything. Like, we don't go get a job. We just go hide in the cave and do nothing. But we still have to live in this world, and we need to have a biblical influence in this world. And we need to make sure that we are representing and reflecting Christ in this world. And I'm, and, and I'm reminded of Paul, the apostle, when he was, um, you know, um, being persecuted, he appealed to his Roman citizenship. And if he was a person who supported this view that we're not of this world, I don't think he would ever did that. Like he wouldn't yeah. said like, Hey, you need to treat me like a Roman citizen. You know, you can't be doing these types of things to me. And they respected that, you know, and ultimately he was bold and he, he preached the gospel and, and he did what he was supposed to do, but he understood his position in the world and how influence that he had within that position. And that's the big thing that we have to look at. Like God wants us to have some type of influence in this world. So I think there should be Christian politicians, Christian mechanics. There should be Christians voting. We live in a country where we are priv- we have the privilege to vote and we can and say certain things. And look, if we're if our vote protects one innocent life, then it protects one innocent life. And I there was something else I tweeted that was kind of controversial. And I think it was something about um, the church 
Like everyone wants the church to stay out of politics. And maybe we would if we never got dragged into it. Like they're dragging us into it by the policies that they create against the church. Um, we, for a while here, the church didn't meet for three and a half months. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't until a couple pastors stood up and made and took a stand um, against what was going on and exercised our rights, our First Amendment rights to, um, you know, and we that, you know, if, if it was up to that not of this world thing, we would have just. Right. And in the same place. And a lot of those people who say that were bunkered down in their homes and could care less about going to church, to be honest. So that was what I was going to talk about next is is the church. And, and <laughs> so we'll move there. So, you know, uh, again, just to just to hit on the election, you know, um, like I said, you know, uh, Jack Hibbs said it. Sorry. Um, you know, Pastor Jack Hibbs from Calvary Chapel Channel Hill said this. So I stole it from him. So, again, I'm not that smart. This guy is. Hey, but it's all right to copy. <laughs> that's right. Cat, as long as you copy the right cat. That's what I heard somebody say. Amen. So he he did he did say this that he said that the Lord builds kings up and he tears kings down. Now, yeah. when it comes to this election, uh, a good percentage of people um, would would say that it, it was a fraudulent election, that it yeah. was an election that was that was cheated. And here's the thing: this is what Jack said, and I loved it because it's so true. You know what? Go and recount all the votes then. Do whatever you're going to do. Do do it legally and, and, you know, go back. If you have to recount, whatever you have to do, it's almost like starting over. Do it legally. And whoever comes out the winner of the election is the president. And that is who God chose. It doesn't matter if it's Biden. Right. It doesn't matter if it's Trump. It's one of those two things because, again, God is still on his throne. So do it legally. And, you know, and we'll and we'll see from there. So it's not over. We'll see how this all plays out. I know Trump and them are doing their their little, uh, you know, they're in the, in the courts and stuff like that. So we're going to we're going to see how that plays out. Right. Right. And um, before we uh, move forward, I do want to talk about just the division in the church and kind of oh, end yes. with this. Like um, when it comes to dividing over these politics, um, the division in the church can be a very damaging thing. Yes. Um to to um the world that we're trying to witness to. Mm -hmm. So I would say keep all the infighting between us, but ultimately we have an authority that kind of tells us where we where we need to um it kind of corrects our differences and that's right. the Bible. So if you have a different opinion than someone, drop your opinion, turn to God's word and see what God has to say about it. And then we have to submit ourselves to what God has said. And it's crazy because, you know, my wife and I, we've counseled people from, for years, marriages. And the very first thing we, we, we ask is, are you willing to submit to the word of God? Because there's nothing that I can say. I'm not going to counsel you from outside the word of God. And if you're not willing to submit to the word of God. I can't help you spiritually. Right. Because God has spoken on these things. And um, if we're in submission to God's word, um, there may be differences of opinion on what the scripture says when there's gray areas. But when God is clear about stuff like the murder of babies, you know, um, when God is clear on things like uh, traditional marriage, you know, he's the designer. He gets to say uh, how marriage goes since he created it. When God is clear on those things, there shouldn't be any division. And then no. the division comes when we disagree with God. It's not a lot of times. It's not just disagreeing with some somebody in a position of authority in a church or a friend. It, it's it's disagreeing with God. So I would say a lot of ways that we um, fight against the division is in submission, submission to the Word of God. 
We don't want to let him govern us. And so everybody that wants to be, and they're just trying to prove to be right. We, did we, we, we talked about this yesterday when we were sitting there having coffee. We talked about, um, I botched it up, members like Proverbs 16, 5, uh, you know, uh, um, gosh, what was it? A man's ways seem right. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the, in the, in in destruction. The, yeah, in the end, <laughs> it's destruction. Yeah, so we, we got to be careful of that, you know, as, as far as as, as, believe, as as being believers. And, and right, you know, we don't want to fight. You know, we are, remember, we're supposed to be separated from the world. We're supposed to be different from the world. And, and that's one way, that's one way, bless you. That's one way we could Thank do you. it. And um, so, yeah, so politics, uh, they're crazy right now. It's a little murky. Yeah. So be praying, you know, um, that's yeah. the thing, you know, uh, Philippians, uh, in Philippians, Paul tells us to to pray about everything and don't be anxious and, about anything. It's, and you're not, you're not going to worry somebody right. into the office, you know? It, yeah. And it, and it's interesting. I think social media has been a big problem and I see why people Ugh. have got off of social media. I did. And you can't trust media anyway. When it talk, when I'm talking about mainstream media, um, there, there have been people. I think it's Candace Owens. She's suing. She sued Facebook or something like Twitter. that. One of the, one of the social media so. sites, and I think she won. Yeah. And it, and the fact checker because like yeah. uh, the reality is well, maybe you just can't. Facebook. Yeah. And, and bottom line is, um, <laughs> when it comes to these things, we got to be careful. But when I when I brought up social, I brought up social media for a reason because what I see is a lot of Christians, and Christians tend to be conservative. We're not conservative just to be conservative i think right. what makes us conservative is the fact that um we hold to biblical values and there's a movement within conservatism that aligns with what we who we are as christians um but on the other hand i see a lot of christians who are they go a little bit extreme yeah so we have gavin newsom as our governor in california and i know at any point we can <laughs> you can go ahead gavin newsom it didn't work it didn't work wait hold on, hold on. gavin oh, yeah. newsom gavin, gavin newsom nah <laughs> well anyways when you look at some of the things that he's doing yeah um it's tough it's yeah. tough to be a christian living in california it's tough to be a conservative living out here it's tough to be a patriot or someone who loves the constitution right. and live out here but what i'm seeing on um social media is a lot of christians attacking these people personally they're not only are they attacking them they're calling them clowns they're making fun of them they're doing all these things and you know we're kind of um blowing our witness in a way and as much as i want to say all these um cynical things mm -hmm. about uh what's going on and and, and attack back, I think that social media is not the platform to do this. And sometimes when we have these tyrants coming against us and persecution comes, what it does more than anything is reveal the Christian's heart. Yeah. Cause it reveals where you are. Um, and it, 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 it kind of shows uh, how you align with God biblically and whether you're reflecting in the way that you reflect Christ to people. And what I'm seeing is people tearing down Joe Biden, people tearing down Donald Trump, people tearing down all these um, these uh, politicians who are doing um, some pretty horrible things, right? Yeah. Uh, when yeah. it comes to it, and I think that at the end of the day, when it comes to our our social media, we got to say, is this what Christ would have did? Is this a reflection of what Jesus would have did to this world? Because at the end of the day, our witness is one of the most important things we have when it comes to the world. 
And if we're constantly name calling and tearing people down, yeah, it's, it's okay to disagree and stand up. And but I don't think we need to make a spectacle out of these people on social media all the time. Sometimes, you know, I, I'm guilty of it myself, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but I think what I was going to go back to what you're saying about Jesus, uh, what would he would do if he was here? You know, we, we, we tend to get very, um, you know, we tend to get very agitated with these people. Yeah. yeah. Gavin Newsom is, he's crazy. He's out, he has all these lockdowns and then he's got us on curfew. And, and a lot of these other people, um, the Whitmer from Michigan, also you have uh, uh, Cuomo from New York and the Wisconsin guy, he looks like Mr. Doolittle. See, there I go. But, um, but the thing is, and just just speaking from for our, for our governor, you know, a lot of people hate him. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, and do I do I agree with what he's doing? No, no I disagree with what he's doing. Right. But at the same time, look at look at the lens that God looks at him through, mm-hmm. and that is God still loves him. That is still somebody that that God created, and God wants him right to to receive salvation just like you and I have. So it's hard because we, we, we get too emotionally involved and we get right. frustrated with what's going on. And we need to sometimes take a step back. And I, and I have, I've prayed right. for him. I said, you know, I, I prayed Lord that he would, that he would change his heart because yeah. what a difference it would make if, if his heart was just changed. I'm not saying Lord changes policies and Lord, you know, just get him out of California and you know, all that stuff. But what I'm saying is change his heart because if he has a, if, if, if his heart is changed, his yeah. life is going to be changed. Therefore it's going to spill out yeah. for California. And, and the interest, the interesting thing about that is um, we were talking about this in our small group last week. And I brought up Romans, how, um, you know, I'm not ashamed of the gospel goes on. Mm-hmm. And then it says that the righteousness of God is revealed faith from faith, faith, the faith. Yeah. Think about Christians just spreading uh, the spreading truth, uh, it's the truth of God, the righteousness of God. You know, we're living out our faith. We're living uh, righteous, not righteous lives because of Christ. And yeah. it's, it's, it's faith by it's faith to faith. But then it goes on to say that the, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. And that kind of speaks of God. The wrath of God is preserved from the God in heaven, not from us to be raining down wrath. And the crazy thing is it says that right before it goes into um, Romans one and all those judgments. And it not only calls out the uh, the the moral person, the person who is just moral and they think that they're good. It also comes up, calls out the immoral person who's just right. out there doing all their sin. And then it goes on to call out the religious person. And it says the people who were closest to God, the Jews, the most religious people, there's nobody closer to God than they were back in the Old Testament. Right. Even they missed it. And what it says is we're all deserving of God's wrath and um, which will uh, one day rain down upon mankind. Yeah. But it but it's. Uh, by Christ that we're saved. And and we got to look at people as, look, God is going to judge Gavin Newsom if he doesn't repent. If he, you know, I know he says he's a believer, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's between him and God. And, yep. um, and God, the God, our God's God will, God will take care of Gavin. We need to take care of ourselves and making sure that we're not blowing our witness when it comes to these social media 
outlets and things like that. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that because, because the thing is, this, we can, there's so many things that we can be used for. Like yeah. I always, I was a, a look at like Tim Tebow. I mean, yeah. Tim Tebow, if you guys don't know who he is, it was probably one of the greatest, most exciting college football players, at least that I can remember. And he was just, he just had that charisma and his, and, you know, he, I mean, he always had the, the, uh, the John scripture yeah, yeah. under his eyes. And, you know, so he, he again, won the Heisman Trophy, um, good-looking guy, yeah. you know, and, and, and he was a great college player. He goes to the pros, and it never transpires. You know, he, he he's not a good quarterback. He's not – he just wasn't that good. I mean, he just didn't it, – it didn't transpire in the pros. And I always say that, you know, because that's not what the Lord had – picked for him yeah and now this guy has a, a platform that he uses that he can preach to people he goes to different churches and speaks and he he has this foundation where he takes um he takes the uh the the i i don't man i guess i should have to researched it but it's right. like um he takes these people to the prom and you know people with yeah, down yeah. syndrome right, and all right. these things and the lord is There's using him in that yeah in that capacity but before that the lord used him as a the lord used him as a, as, a, as a quarterback you know right. and and yeah. i think with with facebook or with instagram and parlor and mewe and all these new yeah. things i'm just i'm just figuring all these out too i'm done off facebook so if you guys hey, are looking get for the back facebook, on I'm facebook gone. let me challenge you <laughs> let me say this like and and this is to you too i saw that you said you're no longer on facebook look we need the we need the okay when it comes to social medias we still need the if we all leave uh, platforms for if you leave that's fine i think it's great yeah because like social media can be the one of the worst places in the world but if you're gonna stay stay on those platforms where you're needed yeah. <laughs> you know if everybody goes to the same platform and they're all just yelling in an echo chamber you're not gonna change anybody but yeah, if you yeah. stay there and contend for the faith and continue to do the will of god like we're supposed to be in this world then then you know you you may win, you know, right. somebody over to Christ, and but it's difficult. And uh, hopefully, our freech, our freech, our free speech—that's what we're going to call it now. Freech, our freech isn't <laughs> our um, free speech uh, isn't um, just you know we're, we're censored a lot of times. But but yeah. at the end of the day, I think um, we could be a strong witness in these platforms and um. If we leave, that's exactly what they want. No, they because, do, and, and, and I think each platform can be used different. You know, so yeah. for me, you know, I have the the, the <clears throat> podcast uh, uh, page up for Instagram. Yeah. You know, and that's where people can find the podcast, and, and you can listen to this Cross show, Light yeah, Bible study, yeah, and you can listen to this show on there as well. And and so I use that, and I'll, I'll you know I put a lot of um, uh, verses up and verse of the day. I'm sorry, I've been lagging yeah. on that, but doing that kind of stuff. But then like Twitter, you can use Twitter for what it is. Yeah. You can use Facebook for what it is, and Parlor. And then MeWe is pretty cool because you can actually choose what groups you want to be in. There's nice. Christian conservatives and stuff like that. You can kind of put yourself in a box. Well, you. I'm just you kidding. Can. I'm joking. But the thing is, <laughs> but you can still use the other ones. But yeah. this one, if you just want to get together with believers fellowship. and pray and fellowship, it's, so, it's a really cool tool. Yeah. I think, and I think that's great that there's that place. And I, uh, I think maybe I should start a meet. What is it? Mewe? Mewe. Yeah. Mewe. Mewe yeah. yeah. Okay. We and me, me and we. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm on, I'm on there. I haven't been on there lately, but um, I'm on there and I'm, I'm part of this, um, conservative Christian group. And yeah. they're really great because they, they pray, for, they pray, everybody prays for each nice, other. They nice. talk about, they talk about the, the elections and you're not getting the, the weirdos on there that are, you know, yeah. being obscene and, yeah, yeah. and all these things. So, but, 
moving on, we want we, we, we want to move on. We don't want to stick too much on politics, yeah. but um, let's talk about the church real quick, man, because yeah. the church is in such limbo, and it's just, I, I know there's a friend of mine that was in, uh, is in Boise, Idaho, mm. and um, he just recently, a couple of weeks ago, had to shut his church down. He wow. closed the doors because, and I don't it's know tragic. why, he just said the Lord was speaking to him on that. Yeah. But you see a lot of these, you see a lot of these churches, and you see a lot of them that are, um, that are, that are just, they're they're not open and, and and it's so funny because I don't know if you saw but there was a thing that said that strip joints were essential and can be open and churches aren't essential. Wow. So you know you know who Bob uh, Rob McCoy is right? Yeah the, yeah the, yeah. the guy up in Ventura. Yeah. Well, he beat the system and he he said he temporarily turned his church into a strip club to stay open. And, wow. And now now before everybody starts getting crazy and saying oh my gosh yet yeah, it's a strip club no. This guy, it was funny. I was didn't reading. He, didn't he like strip or something? Yeah, I was. I was, I was now, reading the article. Not in the. Not in the. Yeah. No. All he did. All he did was take his tie off. Wow. Okay. There you go. And then the strip joint. See, and and that's what we have to do today is be creative in a church, right? And um, at and on, honestly, one day we, you know, we're not exempt from persecution. The church around the world has been persecuted. You know, in in the United States nowadays, it's like you know someone calls you a name and that's persecution. Um, we haven't experienced the type of persecution that's going on around the world, but you can see how our nation is ripe for the church to be persecuted. But right. in the persecution, what persecution has done to the church throughout history, it has separated the real from the fake and the church becomes more pure because no one wants to be a part of a, a, a movement that's getting beat to death and right. there's threats against them and people will flee. But what does that leave? It leaves the pure, the strong, and it builds character in the church. So it's necessary. But coming back to that point of um, just being a like church is closing and things like that. There's a there's a lot of different ways that people are doing church. You yeah. have some of the um, you have some pastors who are just completely open right now and they're defying the government. You have some who are walking the line. Then you have some who have not yet got back into the building yet, if if you can believe that. But I think every shepherd has to go with their conviction, right? You know, and I'm not going to criticize anyone. I think that if you're not having church, you need to open your church. Um, and, but that is between you and God, but just realize that, um, I think I said it in the previous one we did, I think it was Jack Hibbs that was said that, that pastors don't have the authorities to, um, close the church. Right. They don't. But yeah. at the end of the day, if the Lord tarries, man, and you know, our theology is we believe that Jesus can come back anytime for his church, but let's just say the Lord doesn't come back for 20 years and persecution, um, gets worse and worse, um, God has used different movements throughout the church age, the age of the church. And when you think about those uh, movements, they've all been different. You know, you have um, the early church and you have it's interesting because it wasn't until uh, Jerusalem fell that the church was able to go out and do its mission. It got away from Judaism. Right. And um, the 70 AD was actually a blessing to the church because it caused them to spread out. 
and and go about their business. Now they experienced a lot of persecution, and then the church was underground fighting against the world. There was all types of things going on and attacks on the church. Then you had Constantine come into power, ends persecution, and then they all everyone comes together during the Council of Nicaea and they work out the doctrine because there was a lot of false teachings going on out there. And then that ended up spawning into the Roman Catholic Church. You know, yeah, uh, uh, Catholic simply meant universal at the time, the universal church. We're all part of that universal church. But then it spawned into that movement, and God used that to preserve the church. And 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 even though there was corruption and stuff, and then ultimately um, you had Martin Luther and others, the reformers who came, and, um, you know, they, they um, kind of God used that movement. And then you had the evangelicals, which we're kind of experiencing today, where you have— that which spawned into a lot of the mega churches that are going on today. We God has used different movements, and right. when you look at it, um, there may not be a mega church. And I say that from someone who is a pastor at a mega church. You know, the funny thing is, you say that because that's that again. You're reading my mind; it's crazy. But you, you know, that's what that's all I'm saying is these maybe what this season of this COVID has has taught us. Uh, and this time that his, his, his churches aren't, you know, meeting regularly like they like a normal day would, like a normal Sunday would three years ago. Right. And it's it's if you look at it, if you look at it from this 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 way that maybe the days of the mega churches are going to be gone. And yeah. there's a lot of people, uh, uh, some friends of ours, uh, Elijah's and mine, um, they're starting their own churches. Yeah. They're, they're planting churches. And I think you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see some in-home churches that are going to start in homes right and because of of these restrictions and you know if that's if that's the lord's calling you to do that then by all means go for it so be it and honestly um we've been wasting i I did one of your podcasts and i talked about like just just wasting away wasting your gifts right and and not being useful to the kingdom of god and ultimately we have to stand before god uh, accountable to what he was accountable for what he has given us and what i've seen is I've seen some beauty from ashes because I've seen a lot of guys who um, were sitting in churches, big churches without titles who God has definitely called to be pastors who are now shepherding like never before. And people are going to them. And I remember um, being in a place where um, we, we started small groups at our church. And I realized that these small group leaders were all shepherding the flock. Yep. And and we shepherded them and they shepherded the flock. And it, it was a beautiful thing to see that Regardless of what happens to the church, God always raises up shepherds to take care of his church. And, you know, you know, me and you, we're both shepherds, man. We both had that pastor's heart and we want to see people grow. And when you have a a time like we're living in now, God is going to use guys like me, like you, like people who are listening to this podcast, who have that heart to minister to the body of Christ. And the church will be fine, guys, um, regardless of what comes against it, what kind of persecution comes, the church will be fine. Uh, speaking of the church, I want to talk and ha- about— And how do we know that, though? How uh, do we know the church is going to be fine? Because Jesus tells us that not even the, the gates, gates of, of Hades yeah. will prevail against his church. Amen. Praise God. Isn't that isn't that a beautiful thing? Yes. Um, and sometimes it seems grim, right? Like. Yeah. Even now, um, and I know we've been talking for a while. I think it's 34 minutes. <laughs> I'm looking here. Um, but an interesting thing is we've seen a lot of this come out lately. We've seen pastors 
who have fallen, who have fallen, you know, Carl Lentz and, yeah. and his deal. And he's kind of, um, come out and, you know, what is adultery thing. There was some stuff yeah. that came out about, I don't even want to say his name, rap Ravi. Now we don't know if that's true. There was that, just yeah, some Ravi, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some alleg- allegations and could multiple you see the, people. But could you see that? I mean, and, and maybe there, it, there might be some Carl Lentz uh, fans out there. Now, if I say you're a Carl Lentz fan and you're a Carl Lentz fan, then that is an issue because it's about God, not about yeah. the pastor. I'm sorry. It's, I'm just always going to believe that. But could you see it coming? Someone said, someone told me when I first found out about it, um, they said, yeah, well, you know, you can see it coming because the guy cared more about his outfit than he did his theology. Wow. And I'm like, gosh, that that's a sad, that hurts. <laughs> I guess that's a heart check for every pastor. I mean, yeah. and look, people fall guys. I think the quickest way to get disappointed by someone is to put them on a pedestal. Oh yeah. Because the only person who belongs on the pedestal is, is, is our God in heaven. And there are many great people and great men who have come before us who have laid uh, the path. There are many great people in the Bible, but none of them belong on a pedestal. Anything that we have is is because of Christ. So I want to talk about just these, um, this not just sin in the church. We could say that for another day, but specifically in the lives of a pastor, because even even myself and and in and, and yourself as, as leaders in the church and ministers of the gospel, when we think about um, us, I heard one pastor who had fell in his last series, he said, the bigger the level, the bigger the devil. The more that mm. you get, um, the more that God uses you, the more the enemy is going to be attacking you. Yep. And a good friend of ours, Pastor Jason Powell, who mm-hmm. uh, in Alabama, he tweeted this one day. And it was so good that I had tweeted it. And then like a couple months later, I untweeted it so I can, I mean, I unretweeted it. I retweeted. I unretweeted it so I can retweet it again. Yeah. But yeah, it yeah. said, make sure that the heights of your, the depths of your character uh, matches the height of your um, your." I can't even think of it. Make sure that the depths of your character uh, matches the height of your popularity. There you go. And what he's saying is like you have to have a if if you're going to be rising to the top and God is elevating you, uh, make sure your character is there. Make sure that your your roots are deep. You got to take care of your spiritual growth um, in, in these times. And um, what happens is. It's easy for us as men, you know, I, I even think of myself as a pastor, like it's easy for us when um, it became a pastor. But now that I'm a pastor, I just want to tell everybody, look, um, it's a blessing. Ministry is a blessing. But if you're looking for just the fame and the, it ain't status. all that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, but, they, but they do. People yeah. do treat pastors that they yeah. do. They do look at them as rock stars. But listen, they're they're the shepherds. They're the under shepherds yeah. of the of the shepherd. And that's the thing. I think what as pastors, you you, you have to keep your uh, you have to keep your eye on on the ball, and you yeah. have to know what what's your what 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 are you there to do? You're not there yeah. to say dude and bro, and and you know you're there to minister the gospel. You're there to to shepherd God's people and love God's people. That's yeah. all He's asking you to do. Yeah, and we we discussed this before. There, I think it was the um, singer from Skillet. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was him. He wrote an article called 
make pastors uncool again. Yes, yes. And how as pastors, we should be the guys who are calling out sin, who are in the trenches, uh, dealing with the, the, the sheep. And because uh, we ourselves are, are, are sheep too. Yes. We're, we are, we are under shepherds of the great shepherd, right. Jesus. Yes. And yes. Um, we should, not only should we smell like the sheep, but we should also make sure that we are not um, allowing a position to go to our head. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, whether you're shining the pulpit or preaching for the, whether you're polishing the pulpit or preaching from the pulpit, um, we're all called by God and all our gifts are given to us by God and equal in his eyes. And that's, and, and yeah. you don't want to be, no one come, the Bible says, well done, done, good and faithful servant. It doesn't say well done, good and faithful pastor, well right. done, good and faithful uh, shoe shiner or president or whatever it is, servant. Yeah. And if you have a servant's heart, you're here to serve the people, not to manipulate the people. And when a pastor sins, yes, we need to call it out. It's sin. Sin is sin. And um, it needs to be dealt with and there needs to be church discipline if they're repentant. And But there also needs to be a level of grace because they're, they're men. Like a repentant person uh, is, a, you don't rebuke the repentant. You right. rebuke the uh, rebellious, yes, you know, and there are people who are rebelling and then there's people that all this sin comes out and then, you know, there's, they, if they've repented, they're in a different place in the eyes of God than they are in the eyes of man. Yeah. Just straight up. Yeah. Um, because when we look at them, we're like, you know, you lose hope. There's an asterisk next to their name as a pastor and it hurts. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if God has already forgiven them, um, we need to move. And if we want to align our hearts with God, we need to be in that same place. Well, the thing is, is when that, when that, when that pastor falls, um, or that pastor is, is found in sin and that, that pastor is, you know, a very repentant of, of what they've done. The only people that are talking about it in heaven and on earth are just us. God yeah. has already forgetting and forgotten about Amen. it. He's already moving. Now right. you may be disqualified from minute. They may yep. be disqualified from ministry. They may never may, they may never be able to do what they did before. And uh, as far as ministering to people, and that's just what sin does to us. Yeah. And that's the call. That's, that's the price you pay. That's what you have to count the cost of uh, what it means to do these things. And as a pastor, you have to be guarded. You have to be so guarded. Yep. And um, some people say, I can't see how this man can fail. And the key word is man. Man at his best is nothing more than a man at best. Now, when it comes to me and me and Rob have had many discussions about um, these type of things. And one of the discussions we had was just being in a place where when people sin, we can't take their sin personally. Right. I understand if it's sin against, like, you know, someone steals your car or some, you know, there's adultery in a marriage or something like that. But when other people sin, we see these pastors fall. We can't take it personally. And the reason why we can't take it personal is because when we take other people's sin personal, it affects the way we're able to minister. We had a good friend of ours who took his life last year. And I remember when I heard about the news in the morning, it hurt. Yeah. Um, but I also remember that, you know, I was angry. I went through all these uh, emotions, sorrow, and just thinking about the family. But the one thing I thought about, and I think the Lord just showed me, is that, hey, I need you to minister right now. This was not against you. I need you to go minister right now. So I got up, put on my big boy pants, went to church, and there was ministry. And people needed it. Matter of fact, I 
my grieving process was different from everyone else's because um, I was doing so much ministry at the time. Yeah, I had my, my time of grieving, but I was doing so much ministry at the time that the Lord healed me and ministered to me through my ministry of other people. And so I want when you see these pastors fall, there's going to be big noise. There's going to be a lot of noise out there. I would encourage you guys when you see things like this happen to make sure that you don't take it personally and just be prepared to do some ministry. Right. And I think that's too, is, is if you guys haven't, and maybe you do, I don't know, uh, but if you have not, make sure, um, make sure you guys are praying for your pastors. Uh, like, like, like you just said, you know, um, I was telling my, my mom and I are having a conversation about um, pastors and, you know, and sin and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. she said, well, you know, just because they do that, you're not going to talk. You wouldn't talk to them again, or you wouldn't do this, that, and the other. And I said, no. The, you, you have to understand something. Pastors are just humans. Yeah, they're just they're just man. Like 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 Trust me, like we any, know anybody. <laughs> but the thing is, is a pastor is is set aside and is called for a, a, a special calling in God's yeah. in God's place and 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 shepherding God's people. Not everybody can do it. Right. Trust me. There, these pastors that are, you know, I, I look at some of these pastors that, that like that that article you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, these these make pastors uncool again. It's because some of these pastors have got, they just got, it's yeah. gotten, it's gotten away from them, and yeah. and they're they're more they're they are more concerned about their status than they are anything else. And listen, the church is that church that you're pastoring is it belongs to Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's a that's a word for the pastors out there. Uh, it, it belongs to Christ. Anything that we can do or we have is from Jesus. It's not a. It's not us. And if it is us, then we need to um, maybe step back and question whether we want to be pastors. And look, there have been people who have fallen, and you know, we get we throw away all their books, all their materials, and all these things. And I get it. I get it. And or maybe you you start to think back to that conversation conversation or something that has that was so inspiring to you and then you throw it out the window because of that. Well, let me tell you this. If the word of God doesn't um, come back void and if they were teaching the word of God to you, that was from the Lord. Right. If their, their sin is their sin, that's not the Lord. <laughs> but, it, you know, the, the words and, and when they're preaching and they're teaching the word of God, it reminds me, you just taught through uh, Philippians and, yep. and Paul addressed those those guys who were um, preaching the gospel with uh, ulterior motives. And I'm not saying that these people have ulterior motives, but it's the principle that, hey, the word of God is going forth and God will use people. And I think um, as Christians, as much as we don't want to see uh, people fall or people get caught in sin, it's it's really an act of grace from God. Because at the end of the day, if Jesus is coming back, he wants to come back um, to a a, a to a church that's not living in sin. And if God exposes something in, in, in someone's life or your, your favorite pastor just happens to fall, just look at it like this. If they're repentant, it was the grace of God because the Lord could have came back while they were living in that sin. And I'm not going to get into the theological implications of that because there's uh, many different views. But um, the point is he's purifying us as a church through yeah. persecution, through, uh, exposing some things and my encouragement to everybody out there um don't look if you're gonna look up to someone look up past them and look to christ because that's where we need to have our focus on and when we see that then it shows us who we really are and that we um aren't there yet but thank god for the gospel 
because the gospel is not one that says, hey, it's the gospel is not for good people. It's for wicked people. It's for the broken person. It is for the sick person. It's for um, every person, um, you know, and and we were all in that position. Yeah. We were all broken and lost at, at one point. Um, you know, I gave my testimony a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was great uh, too. on the on the podcast and just not, you know, it wasn't glorifying anything I did. It was just, you know, some of the listeners here that 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 listened to the to the podcast didn't really know who I was. So I just want to share um, those dark times. And it was a dark time. You know, I could never yeah. I mean, I could never imagine uh, never imagine sitting here. Uh, all these years later doing a Bible study podcast or doing (laughs) a a podcast about God, you know, never in a million years, you could have asked me and I would have denied it from here to Christmas saying that, no, you know, that's not for me. God's not for me, you know, and, and, and and the Lord will, you know, use you. Here's a funny story about myself and Rob years ago, we were kind of just getting to know each other. And like, I just recognized, like I, I wasn't, uh, myself a pastor yet and um i just remember just having a conversation with rob he served in ministry done all, did all these things and i read enough books to just recognize some gifting and i said hey man uh do you feel called to ministry and he was like nah i don't yeah i'm i don't think so and blah 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 and um here we go years later yeah. <laughs> you know this man is teaching the word of god on a weekly basis and um just the just just the beautiful picture of how um god just does a work in a person's life and has gifted them and ultimately walks them right into their calling and with that calling we both know that it takes um responsibility it takes uh like we have to study to show ourselves approved we need to be in our word we need to make sure that we're living a life above reproach that um, we're guarding our heart extra, extra. We we have to add a little bit extra on that. Yeah. <laughs> we guard our hearts yeah. because sin is crouching at the door. And look, we all sin. We all we 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 all fall short of the glory of God. But the beauty of the gospel is that the gospel is for every person, and all it takes is to put your trust in Christ. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Well, I think. Uh, oh, we hear the music. Oh man, that must be. That must be the, 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 the closing. Well, we've been talking for a long time. <laughs> well, hey, um, real quick, guys, I, I just want to encourage you guys to um, tune in. Um, yeah. We're going to, we're going to, there's going to be a lot of changes here. This is something that we just want to do today. Yeah. And so uh, just, just stay tuned each week. Uh, we're going to, we're going to get this thing going and, and yeah. get, get a whole lot better at it. For sure. And I think, uh, what a blessing. We were just having a conversation, guys. And, uh, <laughs> That's we don't even change the music because yeah. I'm a little bit more hip hop than this. But <laughs> hey, how about turn the music down and okay. you close us in prayer? Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's we opened up in prayer and I forgot to uh, record that part. <laughs> so we are we are who we are. Sorry, producer. We can't. We have to pray for. Wait, we don't have a producer. Just oh, kidding. He's yeah. he's made up. Anyways, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time. And Lord, we just thank you for um, just you, God, uh, that you love us, that yes. you give us grace, you give us mercy, things that we do not even remotely deserve, but yet you do it because you love us. And Amen. we just pray for all the listeners out there, Lord, that yes, whatever yes, they're yes. going through in this tough time, God, that you would just minister to them, Lord. You would just remind them of your goodness because, Lord, you are good. And, Lord, we just uh, pray for people that are sick, uh, whether it's uh, this COVID, where they have the flu, Lord, that, Lord, you would just you would heal them, God, and, and, and minister to people that are seeing 
these these believers that are sick and they're just focusing on you lord and yes. we just you're worthy to be praised whether again whether the the clouds are here or the sun is shining you're worthy to be praised so please bless uh the people that are listening uh, bless their week um, lord i pray you'd bless uh, our families elijah and i families uh, and keep us uh Lord, just going, uh, doing yes. your work, Lord, we love doing it, and just give us the strength, give us the wisdom to do it, and um, Lord, we just, again, we just lift this night up to you and lift this podcast, uh, whether it's the World Crisis Chronicles or the Cross-Eyed Bible Study Podcast, yes. we just lift it up to you, it's all yours, Lord, we're just tools in your hands, so we thank you and love you, in Jesus' name we pray, and uh, man, well, and now here comes the music again, so uh, we just want to thank you guys for listening, anything else before we go? I would just say amen and amen, and uh, hopefully we hear, you hear from us soon, I don't know how, whatever. Yeah, you'll hear from us soon. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. But we thank you guys for listening and uh, have a blessed week. Yeah. <laughs>